0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wealthy Travel Agent Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Chappelle, and today we welcome our very special guest, Anita Palacio. I got it right.
1: <laughs> you got it. Hi, <laughs> Dan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> how are you today, Anita? Perfect. Yeah, thanks, that was guys. great. Well, great. thanks for joining Thank us you. today. So mm-hmm. we want to jump right on into it. So tell us about yourself and uh, how you got in the business and what you're doing now and uh, the oh. whole nine yards there. That's a
1: long story, but I'll I'll try to condense it because I've been the Reader's in the
0: Digest version here a
1: long long time. Yeah, <laughs> um, basically, I went on my first cruise. I was a, a travel junkie, meaning years ago when I had a manufacturing job in Silicon Valley, I didn't travel a lot. But going to that newspaper and pulling out that travel section. I saved and saved and saved. It was my dream file of what I wanted to do. Finally went on that first cruise, A-type personality, nothing better than waking up every morning and being in a different what, destination. What, what,
0: what, what ship was it?
1: It was Carnival, Ooh, and it yeah. was the holiday.
0: Awesome. You remember that one? Yeah, I'm I'm do, sure I, I do. <laughs> I do. I go back even room. further than that.
1: <laughs> yeah, you went around with that big, you know, big old VCR on the shoulder and taped everything, and and, um, but there was a lot of things that didn't quite go the way I pictured the love boat experience to happen. And, uh, especially the little drinks with the umbrellas on it and so forth. And we thought that was free and, and George, until Hamilton. we got the bill- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so, you know, I started writing notes, you know, about the whole experience. And I got back from the cruise and it was like, I need to get into this industry. There was no doubt. And back then, you needed to go through a travel agent to book a cruise. You couldn't book it directly with the cruise line. So I finally found, after interviewing five people, I knew what I wanted and everything else. I loved what she did, her customer service, and how she really paid attention. And she said to me, you know, if you love it, come work for me. And I go, really? What, I mean, what does it take? Do I need to go to school? Do I need to get licensed? You know, I'm thinking real estate. She says, "No, just go get some business cards. You're fine." <laughs> oh, it is yeah. a
0: low barrier of entry, there, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Little did I know at the time that there was a lot more to it, and um, and so I was determined to learn everything I could about the travel industry and make sure that if I was going to do this, and I eventually gave up my other lucrative business and to go into this full time that I really knew what I was doing, and I was doing it properly. I didn't, I didn't want any lawsuits. I didn't want any tax invasion. I didn't want anything like that to come forward to me. So I learned, and what I learned the most was how much I loved living vicariously through my clients. And uh, some of the stuff I learned was, you know, I needed to find the clients who suited me. So along the way, um, I went to country clubs, I went to all kinds of places and I made presentations. Uh, I took my sales skills that I had, nothing formal, but my sales skills from selling printed circuit boards of all things and being very successful at that and turned it into doing things really differently at that particular time uh, and making sure that it wasn't just the same old, same old. I wasn't just an order taker. I made sure that everybody mattered And I left a huge impression from my business cards who look like a a little red ticket to everybody that I booked travel, got a gift, a travel gift and made big splashes out of big baskets of anything related to the trip that I was booking and did a lot of shopping at dollar stores and flea markets and especially to kids. You know, I found that if I was doing a family trip, I would specifically put a basket just for the kids. The kids are happy, the parents are happy. Yeah, people in in
0: family trips, they tend to focus on the parents when the reality of it is you gotta focus on the kids.
1: Absolutely, (laughs) and if they were going to Disney, I have to be really careful. There's a lot of Disney trips in the beginning. I'd go and I found these cards with Disney characters on them and I would address the card to the children and mail it to them and say, Dear Johnny, we can't wait to see you. We're all so excited. XOXO tink, you know, or M.M. You couldn't really put Mickey Mouse and the little things like that. I got goosebumps every time, you know, a client would see me at their doorstep and they would see this basket and say, nobody ever did that for me before. Yeah. So it was, it was thrilling for me.
0: So you built ticket to travel, a, a ticket to travel, uh, I'm sure the A's there because you at the front of the yellow pages. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what
1: I would have done. Away my secrets here, Tina. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So, so you built a Ticket to Travel into a, a, a very successful business, and along the way, host agencies started to become acceptable because there was a time it wasn't acceptable. Uh, just like being a cruise-only agent wasn't acceptable in, in the professional ranks until. 1995 when the commission cuts happened and it it was somewhere along the line there you saw that there was a need for an organization to get together and because i i and i say this because in my role with expedia cruise ship centers we were a part of this organization uh that set some ethical standards and some boundaries and helped work together as a as a coalition i guess uh and it's called path can you tell me about path and and what that's all about
1: Actually, um, I was brought in, I'm on one, of, one of the founding uh, members, uh, and we are now celebrating, this year will be our 11th, which we hold an annual symposium, and it, and it stands for Professional Association of Travel Hosts, mm-hmm. and when it was actually formed, we wanted to have an organization that really defined what a proper uh, host agency was. Somebody that uh, we do background checks, we do credit checks, we make sure that they haven't had any issues in the past, that they have E and O insurance, and number one, they have a contract with that um, independent, which we used to call outside sales, and now with all the different laws and everything, you know, now we call them travel advisors. But there was quite a bit of some agencies popping up. They were on the multi-level marketing avenue that they were going on and it was giving some of us without a black eye because they weren't really traditionally training them to sell travel they were actually training them to sell memberships so it was that kind of that pyramid scheme thing that was going on and right. and it was what we wanted to make sure is If you need a host agency, and and it's really a good idea to have a host agency, especially when you're beginning, that we wanted to set the standards and kind of be like the uh, housekeeping seal of approval for when you are looking for a host agency. Right now, we have about 30 of the top host agencies that are members. And what I'm most proud of is what you said. We're fierce competitors. Mm -hmm. We're all host agency looking for the same type of business. We're looking for agents under our umbrella. But over the years, we have become great collaborators, great friends, because uh, I think we all believe that this is our industry. It's not one association against another, but this is our industry. And uh, we pull everybody together, whether it's ASTA or CCTO or anything like that, we're now starting to work very close. In the industry. Yeah, I remember,
0: you know, with Expedia Cruise Ship Centers now called Expedia Cruise, they just rebranded this week. Um, I, I remember one, it was very difficult for us to get in, even with the Expedia name, uh, because we as a host agency, we had not been in business long enough to meet the criteria, which you held us to. And there were no exceptions for that. And I, I, you know, looking back, I appreciate that because it shows that, you know, it's the standards are held to everyone. But I will say that the biggest thing that we got out of that and the way we were able to grow so quickly was uh, through best practices that were shared from those who laid the road before we got there. Uh, right. Because there there are a lot of things, and there are some bad apples out there, and there are the card mills out there, and there are the multi level, and you know I'm of the belief that there's uh, you know there's a different business as many different business models in the industry as there are products to sell, but at the same time there's a finite amount of money because it's being paid on commission, so there's only so much of that to go around, and so that model has to take that into consideration, and a lot of them don't, a lot of them are kind of top heavy when it comes to that, so. What is PATH like for a resource for your brand new independent contractor coming into the industry or uh, one that's been in the business, uh, not happy with the current host agency or haven't gotten paid or some, you know, whatever their reason is for right. wanting to change?
1: Yeah, How does PATH there, help them? There, there's a lot of resources. And, you know, we, what we all say is if you're looking for a host, good host agency, that you should probably start with the members of PATH. And it's PATH with the number four hosts, plural.com. But w- what is really important, the market has grown to, at this point, 60% of the travel advisors that are out there are independent contractors. And so it's really important with all the crazy laws that happen and everything else that you get involved with a host agency that really understands and can guide everybody through it properly we have that symposium that i keep mentioning and year after year we had two segments of that one was just for the host agencies sharing best practices which we do on a monthly uh, basis as well but we also have the annual symposium where we do that again but in person and then we have an in-person meeting when available with the top executives from the suppliers out there to understand the differences and the challenges that we have uh, working both ways because it has been a quite an evolution and the the suppliers out there work kind of with uh, their their reps in a particular way where it is kind of they have different markets and different territories and Mm -hmm. their sales are based on those territories so those kind of challenges that a agent might be involved with an agency that's like khm is in ohio Uh, i'm in california texas have got next but the agent could be in any state so they're working remotely like we are so it's important that they understand where they live what the rules are and what the rules are of the host agency
0: so you threw out there uh the crazy laws you talked about some crazy laws out there. Tell us a little bit about how uh, you were, you personally, I believe, were very instrumental in uh, helping to defeat California AB5, which uh, would have turned every single independent contractor in the state of California into an employee.
1: Yeah, that, you know, that was started by uh, an assemblywoman in San Diego. And it was really pointed at the gig economy, which is with the ways life is and and the way every business is the gig economy is here to stay yeah and so we were kind of thrown into this whole mix the independent contractors with the ubers and and everybody else and so there were industries that immediately got an exemption like real estate like doctors like those types got the exemption to the rule travel agents unfortunately weren't really recognized and we're in a mission to really say we're still here, but they're not on the street corner anymore. So when thinking of getting the exemption, we weren't there. So in conjunction, it wasn't just me, it was, I think one of my proudest moments is where the industry as a whole pulled together. CCTO, which is the California coalition of travel organizations who has a lobbyist that gets us into Sacramento to talk about these laws and to lobby against or for whatever we need to do. And then um, we also have ASTA pulled forward. We did a campaign on Facebook. We did everything, every organization that we could pull in to help us make sure that through ASTA's portal, all they had to do was go in there, fill in their name and their address, and then immediately sent this letter out to either the governor or their representatives where they particularly live. So we, we went to Sacramento several times. Um, we even had a bus that picked up a whole bus load, <laughs> which is, you know, in our industry that it sounds like uh, in other industries, it's kind of a normal thing. In our industry, it's kind of really phenomenal that we pulled together like that as one, as an industry, and we were able to get that exemption. With that exemption though right now is we have a little bit of a caveat. And um, if any California agents are out there listening, they need to pay attention to the California laws and because of the exemption need to get either a business license or an LLC.
0: Okay. And I think that's, I I think everybody should have at least, you know, that legal protection anyway. I think that's a smart move. So let's shift gears for a second here. I appreciate that, that, because I think that is uh, a lot of us out here in the field don't understand or, or even aware of what's going on behind the scenes to make it possible for us all to do business. Thank you very much for you and your, your cohorts that helped do that. That is a huge win for the industry there. So let's talk host agencies. You know, we talked about PATH. We talked about a little bit of that. Let's, uh, let's just talk about host agencies because this comes up all the time. What's a host agency? What's, uh, what's it all about? So why is a host agency a good value for people to join for agents, whether you're new in the business or whatever? Why, what, what's the value of it?
1: Well, we kind of just talked about the laws, didn't mm-hmm. we? And that kind of just kind of bridges right over into why a host agency. And the host agency has the personnel, has the the links to all associations, to different lobbyists, to whatever their state is going on or any other state, because honestly, state by state doesn't matter anymore. If everybody's got a website, you're selling to every single state out there. So it's really important to understand that. It, it, It has to do with where you live and it has to do with who you sell to, where they live. So a host agency, you're gonna have that umbrella of protection. You probably need to get E&O insurance. There's a lot of different marketing tools that they've already built for you. 60% of the industry right now is home-based, independent contractors. So the trend from when I started, like you said, it was, you know, was, we were really looked down at. I was called Kitchen Table Mabel. Condo commando, <laughs> all those things. So I remember that. And now that, you know, the suppliers and the industry are really wrapping their arms around independent contractors. So the host agency really has the tools, has the marketing, it has mostly a lot of websites. It has all kinds of things that they put together. And it depends on what you're looking for in a host agency. The larger the host agency, the more support they may have. So it's really important for you to do your homework, to really the agents to do their homework and to see what fits them.
0: So how important is the commission split? Because that seems to, everyone seems to prioritize that as being the number one criteria they look for. You know, why why should I do a 70-30 or 80-20? or, you know, in some cases when leads are provided, it's, it's a lot lower because of the costs involved. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, one of the things, and I know we'll probably talk about when I um, have merged with a, a very large agency, KHM, one of the things that I wanted to have happen for my agents, most of my agents have stuck with me. They're very resilient since 2004, 2005. So it was really a trust issue. And, and, to get them up to the top tier. It takes a lot to get to those top tiers. And when you look at, yeah, you can go on your own and you can get 100%, you know, at 10% commission versus if you're getting 90% split at the top tier commission, it's just a little bit of math to see the value of it because it doesn't make sense. You're making, it allows you to go out there and sell. They give you all the tools, the back office, so you don't have to worry about all the accounting. You know, you'll get your CRM, you'll get everything you need to just pretty much quickly, quickly set up a business. Whereas if you're going out on your own, you really need to know all the ins and outs, the laws, you know, the restrictions, et cetera.
0: Well, and so I think to try to got that set up. Yeah, and to try and piecemeal your CRM, your marketing, all of this stuff together, you know, when do you have time to sell? You don't exactly you don't and that's i think where the the value of a, of a good host agency is and you know the split is uh depends on the services you're getting you know if you are because there is a you know it costs money to provide these services which is why there typically is a split and maybe even a monthly fee on top of that but what is it saving you how much is it is it's an investment into your business And I I am a huge proponent. I I will tell you right now, whether you're uh, sitting in a brick and mortar somewhere and you're not affiliated with a consortia or you're sitting at home by yourself, uh, you need to either be in a host agency or consortia. No question about that whatsoever, the value that you get.
1: Yeah, and the support from management is paramount, but even more so is the camaraderie. You're not out there by yourself. Right you know they've got facebook lives they've got everything that you need if some if you're if you have a client who wants a destination you've never even heard of because that's happened to me in the past but you can turn around where you used to work in an office you can turn around and talk to somebody but in the in the host agency environment you don't have to do that because if it's if they're private Facebook pages or their chats or whatever it is, there's somebody that will be there to help you and guide you, it has firsthand knowledge yeah. of that destination, makes you look like an expert.
0: Well, and the other thing is from a business perspective, you know, if you run into some challenges, commission collections, uh, you know, you have some issues because and and they always there always are some. Uh, the folks at the host agency level uh, in the office uh, are the ones, they've got the contacts. They have the relationships with the people you need to be in touch with to resolve those. So you have the resource from within. And that, believe me, if you've ever sat on hold for, you know, four or five hours trying to get through to somebody rather than, you know, make one phone call or send one email and then let them handle it for you, or at least, you know, take the lead on it. Uh, is a tremendous value in it in itself so yeah,
1: if you 've got you they have the clout too I mean yeah. if you 're a one person office and you this is the first time you 've dealt with the supplier they 're going to go i don 't know who you are you know versus a a large host agency who they really stand up and pay attention right because you 've
0: got all of these people, all the revenue drives into one one big number, which then means whoever is uh, holding that number can open that door to, you know, a, a cruise line president's office or, or if they make that phone call or send that email, they're going to get a response. They're Absolutely. not going to get ignored or pushed down the line. They're going to get a response to what, what it is there. And which is obvious. So other than the obvious stuff, what should a host, what what should someone look for in a, in a host agency?
1: What are their core values? You know, do they have core values? And do they live by them? You know, I always said, maybe ask for a reference talk to some of their agents see what their reputation is out there um not all personalities match either you know so it's kind of like where are they with the commissions it's 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 again reputation core values what is the commission split and do they meet your market you know of what you want to sell
0: and, and to me, that's the most important thing is what they represent and the core values. Are they in alignment with what I'm selling and what I, where I want my business, because they're business partners. That's what a host agency is, is your business partner and something that you can, that you need on your side and need to be in complete alignment with in order to uh, get to your goals. Cause that's otherwise what's the point of joining. So, um, you built the Ticket to Travel into, as I mentioned earlier, into an extremely successful host agency. Uh, Anita and I have known each other, what, 15, 20 years now? It's been going okay. on for... I don't want to date ourselves here, but it's... We, 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 we go back. Um, and, and so I was actually surprised, but not, when I read that uh, you had uh, teamed up with KHM. What was the kind of behind all of that, and and what are you doing now for them?
1: Okay, yeah, um, Rick Zimmerman is the president of, of KHM, and, and I've known him, you know, for a long time, too, in great the industry. Guy. Great, I'm, I'm great, very, guy, yeah, I'm very happy that um, it's kind of a community we have. I think when we all go to conferences, it's like a big family reunion, and, um, uh, you know, I think we had, we were on a cruise ship one time, uh, it was probably inaugural, and we had this conversation about what what does your future look like? And um, Rick's got one of the best reputations in in the industry because he's just a really good guy. So we had casual conversations for a while. And then um, it was just, I I think timing had to be exactly right. And so our conversations were, why don't we merge and -hmm. collaborate together? And it was an opportunity. I was thinking so much about these agents that I had under my wings um, since 2003, 2004, 2005. And it had to make sense for them, too. It wasn't just me. So merging the company in January, I, um, I have never looked back. I feel that it was the best move. And it's kind of hard when you say to the agents, trust me. But luckily, they knew me well enough that I would always take care of them. And now that we, the merge has been complete, I, it allows me to still be you know, their, their mentor or whatever I need to do, but it allows me to continue to do what I love to do, like PATH, like CCTO, like getting involved in going to Washington D.C. and lobbying up in Washington, D.C. on behalf of all the travel agents that are out there. My biggest thing is I want to make sure that the public knows we are still here. We may be in homes, but we are still here. We're vibrant, and this is the way we we need to do business. And I think the first time I went to Washington, D.C., and I had to answer the question, you mean there's still travel agents? it just burns me up. Yeah, so yeah. I, I'm on this mission, you know, to really help uh, wherever I can, help KHM, um, you know, and I, I think I found the perfect partner to, who believes in all the things that I believe in to allow me to, to do what I love to do and, uh, and, and keep being an advocate.
0: That's fantastic. And we appreciate everything that you do for us. So as we wrap up here real quick, let's, uh, I got two final questions that uh, I ask of everyone who joins me on the podcast. The first one is name three things that you know now that you wish you knew when you first started.
1: <laughs> well, we talk about the travel laws, yeah. the restrictions. Um, I learned so much. I mean, there are failures, that I've, I've had, but I've always said to everybody, a failure is just a learning opportunity. So any failures I had that I wish I'd known, I learned and I turned it into an opportunity. That's I, my goal.
0: Yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't get to a level of success without having setbacks along the way. It's just in yes. how you handle them. Whether you yep. work through them, learn from them, or just give up on them. A lot of learnings come from setbacks that we have in there. Yes. And then finally, one last uh, the last question is um, learnings come from setbacks that we have in there. Yes. And then finally, one last uh, the last question is um, what is your definition of the wealthy travel agent, or in today's vernacular, the wealthy travel advisor?
1: My success came from being happy with what I was doing and making, getting joyful in those little Mickey Mouse gift baskets or whatever I was doing. And so my happiness and some of what I did was I took all the experiences and not just be an order taker back in the early nineties when you, that's all they did, that headsets there and really fulfilled dreams. I live vicariously. And so I think if you're excited about what you're doing, it shows through and if even if it's not your trip you're you're actually living through somebody else's dream and so i think that has fulfilled me the most i mean all of the things that i
0: well, i can still never, see it i mean you're still super excited when it, you talk about
1: yeah, uh, it, i i never dan i never ever when I, after i got off of that first cruise and got those little business cards that she said all i needed never imagine that I would have a career like this that has been so fulfilling and I'm getting, now I'm ending with getting emotional, but (laughs) it has been, it has been the best and never give up. One of the things I've learned is we are so resilient no matter what we've been hit with. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, don't, you know, that box, get out of the box, bust out of that box and do whatever you can. It's there after nine 11, When there wasn't an airplane in the sky and everybody was shutting their businesses down. I got out there and joined every networking group. There was, I joined every chamber of commerce. There was, I got out there. There were people, I tripled my business when everybody else was going out of business. So bust out and do it.
0: Bust out. I like that.
1: You say it. You say the words I love. Say it.
0: Don't be afraid to sell.
1: That's and perfect. Don't
0: be afraid to give your clients permissions to sell, to buy. That's
1: perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah.
0: We get we get caught up in the fear factor and and thinking that everybody's afraid to travel. Everybody's stuck in their house. You know what? They they want to bust out of their house. They Absolutely. want. They just need permission to do it. You just got to tell right. them it's okay to put the deposit down for for your trip for next year or whenever that may be. So one uh, one last thing. You mentioned your book. Uh, why don't you say the title again, or uh, I had, books, yeah. and how they can, how our listeners can order those books?
1: Okay. It's uh, How I Made a Small Fortune as a Home Based Business, and then From Home Based to Powerhouse, which is the second edition. And uh, they can go to redticketproductions.com.
0: Redticketproductions.com. We'll put that in the show notes so that, uh, and I've read them both. They're great books, and I, I, I actually got an autographed copy from Anita a couple of years ago, so <laughs> <laughs> I, that I paid That's for. Trying right, to remember that, I was embarrassed.
1: That's
0: <laughs> oh, great. So fantastic. Well, Anita, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's been a very enlightening, educational, and motivating uh, time with you today, as it always is. And yeah. uh, folks, uh, you the, just check your show notes. It'll tell you all about how to order uh, Anita's book uh, the, uh, web address for, uh, path, pathforhosts.com And, um, all that information will be there for you. If you want to uh, do some research or you want to join, or there's a lot of ways you can do it there. So
1: Anita, any last words before we go? Oh, just, just have a ball. Enjoy what you're doing and it, 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 it keep being resilient. And, I, uh, we'll see give you soon.
0: Permission to sell.
1: Absolutely.
0: There we go. Best out. Thanks so much, Anita. I appreciate it. And everybody have a great week.
1: Thanks, Dan. Bye, everybody.